Why are you texting me in the middle of the show? Because Penny's really cute. <laughs> That's it's why we always, do the show, folks. <laughs> it's always going to be a picture of our dog. The mascot. Welcome to He Read, She Read, a bi-weekly podcast where a couple of married bookworms with very different reading tastes discuss books and the reading life. I'm Curtis. And I'm Chelsea. Every other month, we also share a book club-style discussion on one book we both read. We're still deciding on a buddy read for January, so follow us on Instagram at He Read, She Read, and stay tuned for that announcement. Today we're reflecting on two years of Buddy Reads, how it's influenced our individual reading lives, and which books we keep recommending from our Buddy Read list. To find a list of every title we mention in today's episode, go to heredshered.org slash podcast for show notes. So, Curtis, today we're talking about Buddy Reads. Something that we do. I think we should define buddy reads for anyone who is tuning in and curious about what that means and what that looks like. So how would you define a buddy read? So a buddy read, in its original construct, I feel like was something that you would have read previously, and you think your buddy, in this case your spouse, for if it's us, would like to read is the original concept for how you like explained it to me how we structure it in the show is it's a book that we pick that either we haven't read or we one of us has read and we both give our thoughts and opinions on what we like what we don't like and how it fits into our broader reading styles yeah i call it like a two-person book club I think it came about via bookstagram where a couple of friends would decide like, okay, we want to read this book and we're going to hold each other accountable. So some people do buddy reads where they read chapter by chapter together. And I just think it's basically like a book club, but it's only two people. So buddy read makes a little bit more sense. And so it's just become shorthand for reading a book together. We don't actually like read the book at the same time. Often we have one copy of the book, so one of us reads and then we immediately pass it to the other person. Recently we did a buddy read where we both listened to an audiobook and then talked about it, so there are countless ways to make this work. But why did we start doing buddy reads when, I mean, we had both been happy enough with our individual independent reading lives, so why did we start reading together like this? Well, you say happy enough, but there's always room for improvement. And I think it just came at the right time and the right opportunity. Like you were involved in the Bookstagram space and were enjoying book podcasts. And this is two years ago at this point. And I was coming back from the last time I was in Afghanistan and we were looking for a way to reconnect. So you kind of bullied pressured (laughs) kept me in the closet in the darkness didn't feed me for two weeks and was like (laughs) until you agreed to read with me yeah not only not only read with you but record conversations bring other people into it 
be out in a social media space and you know just be upfront and honest and i'm not i don't i don't like all that (laughs) yeah that's the narrative that we're going with that you don't love having the attention of people who want to know what you're reading okay i see how it is i mean i did text you this morning that i was getting a kick out of somebody actually reading uh the michael j sullivan books and tagging me on it on instagram so thank you for that by the way but (laughs) (laughs) not that that proves your point i mean podcasting and the buddy reading kind of went hand in hand because they started at the same time for us but the reason why is because we wanted a way to connect through conversations because often with deployments there's not a lot that we can talk about with each other and then when you get home there's like this recombobulation period where you get used to having the other person around again and um, it's nice to have something to talk about that's not just everyday stuff, that's not stuff about your job and stressful stuff. And so I think we started just as a way to connect a little bit more. And we've both always loved books and reading, so it seemed like a natural way to go. And I think that over the last over the last several years, we have been finding, more books that we like to read together or that we like to like both read even before we started the podcast and so leading up to it I think there was a thought that like oh it could be fun if we were more intentional about picking these books that we actually both enjoy well and I think part of that is the routine like we both like to walk and we have penny who's the official unofficial mascot of the show especially on instagram but we go on nightly walks and we have quality time together on a daily basis and you're right it's nice to have something to talk about that is a shared habit and a shared passion which for us has always been books and reading and it's nice to hear each other's perspective on things that we're both experiencing. I think that's something not unique, but it's nice to have in a relationship, and especially for us as a married couple, is I find it helpful and healthy when we both experience the same thing, and I compare how I'm feeling about it to how you're reacting to it, because either it's a similar perspective or it's different, and both of those are okay, and both of those help us grow and mature and this has turned into a marriage podcast at (laughs) at this point but (laughs) but i'm I'm being a little bit serious about that like our the whole point is that we take a shared hobby something that we like individually and we applied it to something that is fun to do together and we find shared enjoyment yeah it's not rocket science i think Another key there is shared experiences, and with military life, we just don't get a lot of those. And so this is a way to craft that, even when you're gone, like right now, which is really nice. And yeah, I mean, I know that we're getting a little like earnest here about how it has, it is really great for communication and like affects other areas of our relationship but it really is true and it's been a small thing that has made a big impact on us and it's it's been really fun to share that with an audience as well 
So let's talk about some practical stuff here. How do we pick books to read together and what are we looking for in a buddy read? So what I'm looking for when we do a buddy read is we have our shared areas where we have overlap. Like we like mystery, we like strong characters, and we're you have been for the past couple of years and I am starting to get into more diverse voices. So that's something we're always looking for. Uh, both gender, race, orientation, that hitting every area. And something that I am trying to get more out of in Buddy Reads is just me being uncomfortable and finding things that I normally wouldn't have picked for myself, but you think I would like and turns out to be right, if that makes sense. Yeah. When I'm looking for a book that I think we'll both like or that will be interesting for both of us to discuss, because sometimes it's interesting when we don't like it an equal amount or when we have some disagreement about it. What I'm looking for is not necessarily a certain genre, because we both read a lot of different genres, a lot of different types of books. It's more those elements that you were talking about where, like, I know if we're going to read a fantasy together... You're going to be really into the world building, and I'm not. So I need, like, really strong character building and a page-turning plot with a fantasy novel, preferably something that's maybe more connected to the real world, to mix our reading tastes. I know that if we're reading literary fiction, you're not going to be super into the imagery and the metaphor of the story, but you will be into it if there is a really intriguing character who is interesting to follow throughout the whole story so take we've learned this over time this isn't like we didn't know this starting out but over time as we've been talking about these books we've been able to like pull out the threads of our reading tastes and see how we can tie them together and so it's more like looking at um not just like genres that we both enjoy but the, the types of reading experiences that we have. And then just like books on topics that might be interesting to talk about. So that's how we pick books. Sometimes it's just like I'll read a book and think, oh my goodness, Curtis would be really into this and vice versa. Um, sometimes since this is, of course, like tied to the podcast, we'll think of what could make for an interesting discussion on the podcast episode, like Curtis reading a romance novel. And so that's how we pick books. And then we've talked about a few different ways that we buddy read. I think maybe there was one time where we both had copies of the book. Maybe this happened twice, where we both had copies of the book and we actually read the book at the same time. But usually one of us is reading the book. We swap it back and forth. And sometimes one of us reads via audio. Sometimes one of us reads on paper. So... The logistics of that are pretty simple to work out. Yeah, it's difficult to get two copies of the same book and read it at the same time. And we're not made of money, folks. Mm -hmm. So we do this we do this on a budget. I think my favorite way to buddy read is audiobooks together. Like road like, trip. You know, like road trips. So that's something that I love having the discussion about and lining up where we're a couple months ahead of hey we know we're going to a trip in two months and then 
we line up what books we want to listen to or what podcasts and if we align that to where it's a buddy read more power to it and those are my favorite experiences because we're getting the live reactions at the same time for both of us and in a same in the way where i would be totally against us reading a book out loud together that's just not my thing um but i'm okay with us listening to a book at the same time yeah um yeah we've never been the like read out loud back and forth although like i know that that works really well for people and so that's a great idea if that's something that appeals to you. But yeah, we we do really like audiobooks. And there, I mean, we definitely save that more for road trips or longer trips. But there are ways to pull that into regular daily life. I think sometimes if there's a book that we really want to listen to together while we're doing dishes together or like while I'm cooking, you just sit nearby so that we can listen to the audiobook together and then, you know, small car trips add up. But it is definitely a lot of fun when we get a solid chunk of time where we just get to listen to a book together. You say when we're doing dishes together, but really you just can't wait for me to get back home so I can do all of the dishes. (laughs) I'm very excited. I love to cook. I hate doing dishes. Don't worry. That's what I'm for. (laughs) i think that we have already talked about like what we've learned or what we've gotten out of buddy reading if you could distill it to like one sentence of like the the biggest thing that has changed in your reading life since we started buddy reading together what would you say i'm definitely out of my comfort zone more and opening myself to voices that i wouldn't have chosen for myself I think I read a lot more nonfiction than I ever did. That's good. So, yeah, it's been fun. And I just, like, I feel like I've learned so much about myself as a reader since we've been having these conversations, too. Mm-hmm. All right, Curtis, let's move our conversation along here. We're going to talk about all of the buddy reads that we've done over the last two years and just share a little bit about the book and what we liked about talking about it, some memories from those buddy reads. So consider this basically a really hefty book recommendation episode because a lot of these we would recommend. We'll let you know if there are some to skip. But first, before we get to our review of two years of buddy reads, let's talk about what we're currently reading what are you reading right now so i am listening to the color of compromise by jamar tisby and it is the truth about the american church's complicity in racism and the author is a president of the witness which is a black christian collective which focuses on race religion politics culture he's also the co-host of pass the mic podcast and what I like about the book is it's a recent read. Uh, came out in like February of this year, and it's a takes you on the historical journey through colonial days, slavery, through modern contexts, to where there's outright and subtle ways that the church has either implicitly or beneath the surface been involved in racism. And from the get-go, from the intro, the author says, you know, this book is supposed to make people question or come into contact with 
long-held beliefs that they have either about Christianity or the church, and it's supposed to make people feel uncomfortable. And so far, it has been a deep dive into the darker corners of American history and reveals something that, you know, it challenges things that I've always thought were the case and were true. And I'm glad that I'm taking the time to listen to it and read it. It's it's not a real surprise if you've been paying attention to how race has shaped American culture throughout history and still today. And it's something that I'm glad that I'm reading for either the unwilling complicity that I've been involved with directly or something that I can now commit to and see a way forward and change the way that we're responding to what's happening. So 100% recommend it. I'm excited to read that one. That one is sitting in our Libro FM queue. So that sounds really good. Um, I am reading Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguro right now. And this is a really eerie, creepy book. It is a campus novel, but it's not your average campus novel. Um, This one was recommended to me and, well, to everyone from the Novel Pairings podcast, which is a podcast I've been doing with my friend Sarah about classic and contemporary literature. And Never Let Me Go is, like I said, it's eerie and creepy, so it's good for this time of year. You know that something's kind of off about this school that the main characters are attending, but you don't know what, and like Ishiguro's slowly dropping clues and slowly building this um, really sinister and weird world. And so I don't want to say much more than that. It was made into a movie, but I feel like it's, it is a book to go into without knowing very much because you want the full experience of like having your eyes open throughout the book to slowly discover what's really happening. So it is really interesting. I am hoping to finish that today. So that's Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguro. All right, so let's talk about our buddy reads. I'm excited to get into this. So the first buddy read, and these are all, these are buddy reads that we recorded on the podcast. So in our show notes, we will link for um, if you want to purchase the book, but also we will link to the episode in case you want to go back and listen to the episode. So our first one was A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. And this was a fantasy novel about three different Londons and magic and travel and I remember liking this one a lot more than you did. Correct. And I'll be honest, the aftermath was I wasn't sure that this was going to be a long podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just felt it hard to talk about something that I didn't find as interesting as you did. And I've really wanted to go back to the series and see how I feel about it afterwards because I really thought she was talented and very good at creating the world. I just wasn't as locked into the characters as I normally like to be with a fantasy story because the elements are there that I like. It's got, you know, the swashbuckling, the rogue, the 
other dimensions are some like is something that I like um, and has come up in like Stephen King books that I'm really into. But for some reason, it just didn't lock me in 100% like I wanted it to. I have not continued the Darker Shade of Magic series, so I haven't read any more of the books, although I think I would like to. But I have read a few more works by V.E. Schwab. Um, I read a couple of her middle grade novels, and then I recently picked up The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which is her newest book, and I'm really excited to read that. I actually think I will try and pick that up soon. So I ended up really liking her as an author and exploring her work a little bit more. And I'm curious. I think Addie LaRue might be one that we both like, Curtis. So I'm going to read that and see if I think you would like it, and I might pass that on to you. And again, I think a lot of it was I was just really nervous about the whole concept of doing the show. And I feel like I've been more comfortable as we've gone on. So I wouldn't mind actually giving this book a revisit because I'm not sure that your first episode actually gave it justice. But Sure. All right. Our next one, I think we both really liked this book. We read You Learn by Living by Eleanor Roosevelt. And this was a collection of advice and wisdom. It was a short little read and... We we like Eleanor Roosevelt like as a historical figure, <laughs> so it was fun to read, and um, it was kind of fun to talk about the advice that was in those pages, and I think we found that it was nice to talk about a book that we could really connect to our everyday lives. So what I liked about You Learn by Living is it really focused on something that we haven't talked about yet, but is another aspect of why I like buddy reading, is we're all always lifelong learners and that's something that we're just big nerds about you're a teacher uh you've got a master's degree i'm working on my master's degree we've always grown up liking school and liking to learn things in different topics and what i liked about eleanor's focus on life is she intentionally focused on how to learn and how to apply lessons to her life. Like she was really focused on when she was in school and what her teachers taught her. And that was something that I really took away was the dedication and focus on learning and making that a lifelong process. So the next book that we buddy read was Devil in a Blue Dress by Walter Mosley. This was a crime novel about a World War II veteran turned detective, Easy Rollins, who moved from Houston to Los Angeles and then became a private investigator. I really liked this one, and I wasn't... I think you liked it a a little bit. Um, I think this hit the sweet spot for us where it is a detective story in an interesting timeline and setting and a character that I really connected with and I think what I liked most about it was the noir feel so it's that post-war you got the dimly lit bar and some of the like uh, Casablanca stuff so that that's the part that I liked about it is easy is a character that I connected with and liked because he's a veteran Uh, But it also had that arrangement where he's trying to 
operate in a world that doesn't want him to succeed. Mm-hmm. I think that that book is where we realized that with with some of our buddy rediscussions, what we really liked was having you bring your historical history buff and history major expertise to the table and me bringing my literary background and being able to talk about some of those nerdy aspects of the books. And I think that was a good example of where we were able to start doing that and kind of pull that to the surface. And then the next Mm -hmm. book, we definitely did that. This is maybe my favorite buddy read of all of our buddy reads. So I feel like we should have put it at the end, but we're just going in order. But The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, like really knocked it out of the park in terms of both of us absolutely loving the book. This was recommended to us by Ann Bogle on an episode of What Should I Read Next? And she like really nailed it with this one. I mean, it hit all the aspects of what we like in books individually and then together. So it has the war stories it has the characters that are flawed but in love and the romantic aspect of that and the coming of age that's what i really clung to and still think about as it was just a really fun conversation too we wrote we both liked different things about song of achilles but at the, in the end it took a period that I'm really interested in like I like the Trojan War Troy is one of my favorite movies and it took a different aspect of the myth that I probably wasn't as familiar with and put it in the different eyes of Patroclus and took a larger than life character and made it more of a human retelling mm-hmm I went on to read Circe by Madeline Miller and liked Circe maybe even better than The Song of Achilles, although I loved both of them. So I I found a new author that I love. And yeah, I think you're right. This was a really good mix of our reading tastes that it was just like in the literary fiction category enough for me. And it was well suited to the historical category for you and so yeah we really really loved that one so if the previous was our favorite buddy read i think this might be my favorite episode that we've ever done and it's if beale street could talk by james baldwin which was a episode that we did with friends of ours britain rich after we had read the book together seen the movie and that was a interesting dynamic to where we're comparing the language of the prose compared to the screenwriting and it was my first experience with james baldwin and opened up a whole area where i read the fire next time and want to continue to read what he offered but he's just a compelling voice that this is partly what i was talking about in the intro i would never have read james baldwin if it wasn't for this show Mm -hmm. and that's part of one of my big takeaways is the way that he talks about family and love and racism in America and the way that those characters just jump off the page is something that people should experience and need to if they're trying to understand the way that people live in the United States. Yeah, James Baldwin is one of my favorite authors. This conversation was really special not only because it was 
wonderful to talk about the book with our friends, but I liked that it it felt like we were taking the conversations that we were already having around our kitchen table with our best friends and just, you know, putting the mic down. Like the it it highlighted conversations that we were all having already and um like yeah conversations that you have when you have a an interracial friendship that where like you really care about listening to each other and um it was it was special definitely to have have our dear friends on and we miss them we do miss them they get the shout out they're gonna be so happy they are <laughs> we're gonna get i'm i'm not even gonna tell them that we talk about them on this episode we're just gonna wait until we get the text message <laughs> <laughs> okay curtis uh, i think you should talk about this next one too because i think this is another one of your favorites so this one was also right up my alley as leadership books is something that i've been reading for close to a decade and this was dare to lead by Brene brown so Brene Brown, well-known as a research professor for the Graduate College of Social Work at the University of Houston, so she spent decades studying vulnerability, empathy, courage, and how to apply that as a researcher and a storyteller and how to present that to people. What I love about uh, Brene Brown is she's spoken to large groups of people in the military in law enforcement in all these other areas where they have problems with being vulnerable and being empathetic and translate that into direct leadership and it gave me a lot of tools to have conversations that people don't want to have all the time but are necessary so part of the reason why i love what i do and find ways to be vulnerable with people is because of what I picked up from reading Brene Brown and listening to her TED Talks talking about vulnerability and I don't know I feel like it was right what I needed at that time and kind of a departure for you like you hadn't really been into the sociology or leadership or books like that so I was curious to see what you thought of it yeah I ended up really liking it the sort of self-help-ish nonfiction genre is definitely not an area that I, I love, but I had been familiar with Brene Brown before. And over the years, we had sort of like talked about the unique intersections of our jobs, where as a teacher, as a soldier, um, those elements of service and the way society views us are actually kind of similar in some weird ways. Like we had talked about some interesting cross sections of where our jobs were kind of like emotionally and mentally similar. Um, this book really helped us see how, um, how leadership played a role in our careers and just in our lives. And we're also like, we're two firstborn <laughs> two firstborn children <laughs> um, in a marriage together. Yeah, wrap your head around that one. Um, but we're both inclined toward taking leadership roles. And so I think that it, um, yeah, it just, like like you said, it, it hit us where we were at at the right time, um, allowed us for some really good reflection. 
and um, I would be interested to read some more of her work because I think um, so much of what she has to say about vulnerability and empathy is also important in relationships. So like in marriage relationships and friendships, etc. So I think uh, I could see us picking up another Brene Brown buddy read for sure. Without a doubt. And like you said, it's not an area that you would normally venture into, which I like because when each of us goes down that path where it's something that we're not used to, that makes for more growth and more interesting conversations as well. All right, let's take a quick break from our buddy reads to talk about Libro FM, our favorite audiobook subscription service. Audiobooks are a really important part of our reading life. We've talked about how we like to buddy read with audiobooks, but individually we've been getting a lot of listening done lately. I like to listen to audiobooks while I cook or while I walk Penny. Um, lately, while I've been working on a puzzle on the kitchen table, I listen to an audiobook. I just finished listening to Before the Ever After by Jacqueline Woodson and immediately recommended it to Curtis. So I don't know if it'll be a buddy read, but we might talk about it on a podcast. What are you listening to right now? So I've been listening to The Color Compromise, as I previously mentioned, uh, but I've been listening to books in the mornings uh, when I'm either just typing up reports or trying to get settled into the day with a cup of tea. And we really like Libro FM because with each download, we're supporting independent bookstores and we're all about supporting our favorite indies because we love going on bookstore dates, something that we're really looking forward to when I get back. But the fun part is we can also share books like you downloaded Color of Compromise for yourself, but then I ended up being the one that wanted to listen to it first. So if you want to really invest in your reading life, we highly recommend switching to Libro FM audiobooks today, or you could consider giving the gift of a membership to a loved one this upcoming holiday season. A Libro FM membership is a great gift this year when celebrations and gift exchanges might look a little different, and shopping early is really helpful and vital for small businesses this year, so it's not too early to start thinking about the holidays, and Libro FM is a great way to support independent bookstores whether they're local to you or a bookstore that you love to support across the country. Listeners of the He Read, She Read podcast can get two audiobook credits for the price of one, or you can use our affiliate link to purchase gift memberships for your fellow bookworms. Just go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter the promo code H-R-S-R, or you can click on the link in our show notes. Give the gift of audiobooks and support your local bookstores. Okay, Curtis, this next one was a flop for both of us. Yeah, let's just go ahead and skip the trial of Lizzie Borden. (laughs) Well, I think um, it had the ingredients to be really good. It just didn't come together the right way. So it had true crime, which you really like. It had Mm. history and like a thread of feminism, which I like. And it was nonfiction, and we were just kind of in the mood to go with a nonfiction read. So, like, the ingredients were there. It just didn't come together in a compelling way. Now you're just making it sound like we knew what we were looking for, but we just didn't find it. So the trial of Lizzie Borden, it wasn't us. It's you. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Don't you think? Oh, 100%. it wasn't us. It was the book. I mean... 
And look, I'm sure there were other readers who enjoyed that one, but it did not make for a great read for either of us. So chalk that one up to a learning experience. Now, I would say the exact opposite of the next one, which was The River by Peter Heller, which I liked the part of it where it's just two guys, outdoors people, trying to survive a terrifying encounter with elements, but also people. And I think we were talking about this on probably the second time we were on what should i read next where like i forget what ann was talking about but then i was like i really keyed in on just the list of survival equipment that they had left in their canoes (laughs) and just the detail that they were talking about like the type of scopes the type of you know fire starters or whatever they had so the amount of detail that heller went into was unbelievable but also i would say this is the first book where i started to really key in on literary descriptions of you know the scenery or the river itself as a character so that was a shift for me and something that I noted when I think back about this book yeah I really liked this one I remember picking it up at a bookstore together and thinking like oh this would make a great buddy read and I'm glad that it did It is one where all of the right elements were there for both of us to enjoy it, and it did work. And I think that's because Peter Heller is a really talented writer. He was great at creating atmosphere. And yeah, I I really like that this one unlocked that literary piece for both of us. Like, that's something that I've always really enjoyed reading for, and... Um, it just goes to show that like, as we've been talking about books, the things that we pay attention to are sometimes different. So I really like that that opened up, um, literary mystery, I would say is kind of like a burgeoning, I don't, I don't know if I could call it a genre yet, but, um, literary mystery is definitely for us, including this next one. So the next one was Bluebird, Bluebird by Attica Locke, which is part of her Highway 59 series. And right away, I fell in love with Darren Matthews as a character who is a Texas Ranger embedded with racial tensions in Texas as a black man. It has aspects that I really like in a thriller and a mystery where there's grudges that go back decades, hatred, and he's a flawed flawed character which i'm a big anti-hero guy so that fit a category for me that i'm really into yeah and it's timely and um the atmosphere building that attica Locke does is incredible like her writing is just great excellent character building excellent descriptions and I I also liked that we were able to kind of connect it to Walter Mosley and like the tradition of detective fiction and noir because I do think there's a noir element to the Highway 59 series and I always like being able to make connections between different books and literary genres and themes and so that made for a really fun discussion as well. Mm-hmm. And we've read the second book in the Highway 59 series as well. And when the next one comes out, we're right there as well. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Um, our next buddy read was Montana 1948 by Larry Watson, which was another recommendation from Ann Bogle. And this was another example of there was a mystery element, but it was more literary. This was a short read. It doesn't stand out as super memorable to me, but I do remember enjoying discussing it with you. Like I enjoyed the book club aspect of it, but it doesn't stand out to me as like one of my favorite reads. I would agree. And for some reason, it brought out a lot of small town Midwest to kill a mockingbird vibes so that was kind of an interesting discussion as well because that's a familiar book that a lot of people have read and can compare it to i i enjoyed the family dynamics and how that there was that interplay but again like i said it's some of the characters felt a little flat um and again it was a little short and i'm always suspicious of a short book that's so funny because i'm suspicious of super long books (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm always like did you really need this many words to say what you wanted to say (laughs) welcome to my problem when i'm writing (laughs) okay um oh this is an interesting one because this is a book that like on paper we both probably should have liked but we really didn't like this book if we're using a no what's um if we're using a love island analogy recursion by blake crouch was 100 percent my type on paper (laughs) but but it just turned out to not hit the mark as much as dark matter did yeah i remember liking dark matter but i wonder if i went back and read dark matter now if i would have liked it as much too um recursion by blake crouch uh i couldn't even tell you what it was about oh it was like uh memories there was yep yep there was memory and going back in time and detective and neuroscientist aspects but to me it just had a lot of holes it it seemed like something that was written for the screen specifically but wasn't as developed and not uh there was just too many gaps for me like it, it it didn't make sense and i say that as weird like when you're talking about a scientific experiment to go back through people's memories but it just didn't make sense guys this next one i really like when this happens this was an accidental buddy read like we hadn't planned it as a buddy read but i read this book and then handed it off to you and you read this book and we were like oh we have to talk about this on the podcast we both loved it so much and that was bad blood by john carrie rue And we haven't mentioned it yet, but this taps into probably an area where we overlap a lot, and that's nonfiction investigative journalism with a compelling story and a good writer. So John Carreyrou was an investigative reporter um, looking into Elizabeth Holmes and how the dynamics of Silicon Valley led to this company being fraudulent and creating this narrative about power and talking about the u.s government and the military being involved over a project that had no basis in science but yet everybody thought was the next big thing that was going to be worth billions of dollars and just didn't want to miss out on that yeah it was fascinating such a page turner it took me by surprise and i really like when that happens 
by accident where it's just like a book that one of us reads and then has to recommend to the other person right away. I really like those organic buddy reads. Uh, Next up, this was a big one, like literally, (laughs) The Count of Monte Cristo. (laughs) Now, I told you after the fact that one of my friends reads The Count of Monte Cristo every year, and I don't remember what you said, but you're like, I could barely get through it once. I think I said, is that the only book he reads every year? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so long. So long, and there's so many dead spots. I mean, it reads like something that was released in multiple parts, so I at least give it credit to that. Like, I imagine myself in the 1800s just waiting for the next serial to come out. Yeah. um, And just... So then it kind of fits, and this one was tough for me because I really like the Black Count, which is adjacent, and the Count of Monte Cristo movies and some of the other Alexander Dumas pieces I really like, and I just didn't like it as much as I wanted to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you had read The Black Count by Tom Reese like a few years prior, and I think that mm-hmm. that definitely had your expectations built up because that's like this exciting true story behind The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then The Count of Monte Cristo, like, gosh, yeah, there's a lot of like nothing happening. And like, there yeah, are some exciting I... parts, but. Yeah, it just, yeah, was not to to my reading taste. But we tried. We thought it would be fun to read, like, a big, chunky classic, and it was not for me. <laughs> I'm going through our notes, and one thing I have is, much like my feelings on The Last Jedi, you can cut out the boring middle bits, and then we've got something. <laughs> um, that's, why you right. come, that's why you come to the show, folks. I'm, you're here for the Star Wars references. It's so true. Um, okay, I, uh, I, I did like this next one, Ghost Talkers by Mary Robinette Kowal. This was a World War One historical fiction sci-fi fantasy where, um, people were communicating with soldiers who had died and were, like, in the spirit realm in order to gather intelligence to help fight in World War One, And mm-hmm. so this is another example of like, on paper, it's got the right mix of things. We've got a little sci-fi fantasy for Curtis. We've got some historical fiction for Chelsea. We've got a female author. Um, and I liked it. I, um, I don't think it was one of my favorites, but it was fun to talk about the history together. And I do want to read more of Kowal's work because she does have an award-winning Lady Astronaut series that's supposed to be really good. So Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, yeah, what did you think of Ghost Talkers? I really liked a lot of the plot uh, where it's intrigue. You've got some PTSD elements. Uh, connection during wartime and the spiritualism going back and forth and feeling how other people are feeling and i really was just locked in with the plot like there was this big bad there were both of them trying to use mediums against each other 
and I think the relationship between Ginger and Ben and how they're communicating throughout and just the heartbreaking aspect of that was what kept me going. You love some pining and heartbreak. I do love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of pining, this might be one of my favorite Buddy Reed episodes ever. The Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare. I mean, this is one of my favorite books of all time. So it's definitely like right up there with the Song of Achilles for favorite books that we've read together. But this episode, I think, was really fun to record. I was so shocked when I was up at 3 a.m. reading this book because I couldn't (laughs) put it down. And talking about that with you was some of the most fun I've had doing this show. And I know I've talked about this book a lot and for everybody listening like if you're a guy listening and you have no interest in reading romance ever read this book (laughs) it it, it's very good the characters are compelling there's er, what i've already said won't do it justice if i try to recollect it now i just this is one of my favorite episodes uh and it's one of my favorite books that we've read together It was a lot of fun. I think the element of surprise is so fun. And this book surprised you. It surprised, like, I thought that you would like it. But I didn't realize how much you would really love it. And I think it was so fun. I mean, I remember when you were up late reading, like, I had fallen asleep and I kind of woke back up at, like, midnight or one o'clock and your lamp was still on and you were still reading. And I was like, why are you still up? And you're like, oh, I'm just not tired. Um, No, it was because you couldn't put the book down. You just like didn't want to admit it yet. <laughs> Guilty as charged, folks. Guilty as charged. It was hilarious. So um, The Duchess Deal is a Regency historical romance. It's really witty. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of like a Beauty and the Beast uh, retelling. And... Highly recommended by both Curtis and myself. It is spicy. There are some pretty sexy scenes in there, so just be aware of that going into it. I mean, it's a romance novel, so there's romance level, I won't say raunchiness. Well, not every um, romance is as steamy. Like, there's a scale, so this one's on the the spicy side. Well, this one's... Hmm? It's got some steam. It's got some steam. Yeah. All right, into more recent territory. The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. I loved this book. This is on my list of favorite books of the year. Mm-hmm. Here, here. I think as a buddy read, it was fun. Like, you have been talking about N.K. Jemison on the podcast for a really long time because you loved the fifth season. And I was really intimidated by that book because I don't love fantasy. I don't like long books. (laughs) Okay, I like some long books, but like chunky fantasy is just generally not my thing. This felt like a really good entry point for me to Jemison's work, and I really fell in love with her as an author. Indeed. I mean, you can't say much more than it drew me in from the beginning. It's a new area of fantasy that I haven't really experienced a lot with, which is an urban 
fantasy and being more modern but like i've known about jemison and come to love about her it's the world building and the character arcs are second to none and put her in elite status is probably one of the best sci-fi fantasy writers of all time definitely yeah i i really really love this one and i have taught and will continue to teach the short story that was the inspiration for this book the city born great it's available online if you want a taste of jemison's work we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes but this is the first in what's going to be a series and i'm really excited for the rest of them And then uh, let's just quickly mention our most recent Buddy Read episode was A Quiet Life in the Country by T.E. Kinsey. And I mean, this is one of our all-time favorites. It was fun. Oh, yeah. Fun to talk about. This is one of our first Buddy Reads in general because we listened to it on a road trip together. And we love this series. And I love seeing when people pick this up on our recommendation. I mean, it's like an old friend. You know, Emily and Flo are part of our lives. They're always part of our road trips together because we always listen to the audiobooks when we're going places. And you can't... There's an aspect to that where it's the shared experience and how that contributes to the love of the story, I feel, as well. Because we have some great conversations and great times on those road trips and those vacations, wherever we're going... And a part of that is always there's a T.E. Kinsey book. That wraps up our buddy reads. Curtis, we are going, typically we do every other month, but with um, with your schedule, it's going to work best for us to plan for another buddy read episode in January. So we are thinking about what books we might want to read in 2021 together. I think it would be really fun if you read another romance. Oh, you think? I think. <laughs> it would be really fun. <laughs> I I am surprised when I read this list. We both are on the record saying that we love memoir, and yet we haven't done a buddy read episode on memoir. I think that's just a nature of trying to find the right one and the timing of everything. I mean, we've both talked about memoirs that we love. We just haven't done them as buddy reads. Mm-hmm. And it might just be 2021's the time where we do an, a buddy read episode on one. Yeah. Um, we have some ideas for introducing me to some more fantasy books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are, these are not the only books that we've both read together. I think that's important to say too. Like, I'm thinking of books like Know My Name or The Hate You Give, where we've passed them back and forth and talked about them and enjoyed them together, but we don't necessarily record them for the show. And I think that's a product of buddy reading, is once you start and you get used to the kinds of books that you know you'll both enjoy, it ends up that you end up having a lot more inadvertent and surprising buddy reads. And I really like the ones that happen organically, so I'm looking forward to more of those organic surprising buddy reads on the podcast in 2021 agreed wholeheartedly all right let's wrap this episode up with some recommendations of the week curtis what do you have to recommend to us well you're gonna have to find the links for this and put it in the show notes but our 
mutually favorite podcast that we love to listen to on road trips in addition to uh t.e kinsey's lady hardcastle books i would say is the popcast with Knox and jamie and they do a segment on instagram where it they call it qtna questions that need answering and there's just been a string of literally me falling over laughing at these <laughs> two uh, that came out this past week uh Jamie wears a green shirt on a green screen, so there's <laughs> hijinks that ensue related to that. Uh, but also, they talk about uh, like sexual awakenings with the Backstreet Boys and the best uh, breakfast uh, sandwich food. or be- yeah. breakfast. Bre- yeah, best breakfast fast food. Say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're they're just the best, and it was. Uh, shot of fresh air and laughter that i needed this week because it's been a little rough this week and uh you're gonna have to find the links and drop those in the show notes because they were hilarious i will and their podcast has really been getting me through i think laughter is so important and often when i'm stressed having a good belly laugh really helps and their podcast is definitely what i turn to for that so yeah, those videos have been hilarious. Um, I found a short documentary series on Netflix that I love. Song Exploder on Netflix is actually, it was a podcast or still is a podcast. And they did just four episodes for Netflix. I don't think of myself as like a person who's super into music or documentaries, but yet I loved this show. And I've liked every episode, but the one that I watched first was Wait For It by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So the host of Song Exploder talks to the these musicians and gets the backstory on how they wrote the song, what the song's about, like how it came together. And it is really giving me an appreciation for the artistic geniuses that exist in our world. It's giving me a better appreciation for music. And it made me, well, that specific episode made me watch Hamilton again last night. So uh, highly recommend (laughs) Song Exploder on Netflix. It's really fascinating. It's super well produced. Short episodes, which I really enjoyed. So I really liked that. And Curtis, I'm excited to hear what you think when you check it out, because I think it's going to be right up your alley. I've got just enough battery life and just enough time before bed that I'll watch it tonight. Sounds good. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us today. For podcast news and reading updates, you can follow us on Instagram at HeReadSheRead. And on the weeks when we don't release a podcast episode, we try our best to send out a newsletter with short book reviews, a list of favorite things, or news about the show. And you can subscribe to that newsletter at hereadshered.substack.com. If you need a book recommendation or you have a question for us, send us an email at hereadsheredpodcast at gmail.com. And I think that we would really like to do a listener recommendations episode maybe in uh, December. So if you have any of those requests, please do send those to us. Thank you to Mark Anderson and Miles Eichner for our theme music and a big thank you to Libro FM for sponsoring this episode. Before you go, 
Remember, the couple that reads together. Talks about it two years later. (laughs) That was maybe not our best outro. (laughs) But I'll let it slide this week.